like food from Buca de Beppo. It's old school Italian comfort food. But I can't eat there. You know why? Because I'm single and I eat alone. You can't eat alone at Buca de Beppo. Cannot eat alone. It's served in family style portions so you can pass the plate around and feel like you're at a dinner table in Sicily. You cannot order a single portion of anything at Buca de Beppo. This is discrimination. I should file a lawsuit against Buca de Beppo for, in effect, banning me and all single people from their restaurant. What, I have no family, so I can't get a plate of spaghetti? It's Jim Crow for single people. Hey, Buca de Beppo, guess what? You just made the list. That's the gospel, by the way. If you go into a Buca de Beppo, they tell you, look, we'll see. I mean, you have to order, like, pasta for five. Well, no, you could, they have, like, pasta for two or three. You know, all their dishes for two or three, but uh, then if you're single, you sit there, you look like a pig. Because you have these huge plates of food in front of you. You can box it up and take it home. But seriously, Buca de Beppo discriminates against people who eat alone. It is Jim Crow for single people. There's another Italian restaurant chain like that, Carmine's. You can't eat there as a party of one. That is so foolish on so many levels. I, I went to Carmine's in Vegas, not knowing it was, you know, like Buca de Beppa. And I said, well, you can't make me a, a single portion? And the guy said, no. We just can't. We won't. That's not what we do here. And I go, so I can't eat here. He goes, well, you can, but you have to order. And I go, oh, I may have uttered a few expletives. Seriously, is it just me or is that just stupid? The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Can't let a name you could trust. We got Matt Murray joining me in about 10 minutes. You know, I probably should have seen this earlier. But singling out Dilly Dilly is something that can't be out at the Masters probably has a lot to do with it being an ad for Bud Light. But the Masters, they don't take ads on their telecasts. Haven't for quite some time because of that, uh, there was like a misogyny or a racism or some kind of scandal dating back to the guy who used to run the club. Uh, his name was Bubba or JR or some typically Southern redneck name. I, I, I should remember that, but I don't. And one thing we should remember about Augusta, and this is the truth. I've been to Augusta, and this was, this was 18 years ago now when I worked for World Championship Wrestling. If Augusta had their way, they wouldn't let Tiger Woods play there. The only blacks at Augusta National Golf Club would be the caddies and people who work in the kitchen. If they had their way, it would still be that way. 18 years ago, I was with WCW, and we worked the show at Augusta. And we got to the hotel the night before. It was a nice hotel in downtown Augusta. And I went for a walk down the street. And every so often, on street corners, you would see two separate water fountains. And they wouldn't say... One wouldn't say colored only, and the other wouldn't say whites only, like they used to back with Jim Crow. 
but there were still two fountains there. And I said to an elderly black gentleman, I'm not making this up. He was sitting on the corner by a store, and I went in the store, like a 7-Eleven. I came back out, and I go, hey, sir, can you tell me why the two fountains? And he goes, well, some folk around here, they like to reminisce. That's how the Deep South still is. Hey, I would not have taken all those Confederate statues down because they're harmless. But the best argument you can make for taking them down, and, and actually, you know what, thinking out loud, I do endorse taking the Confederate statues down because the people down there still think that way, and they don't need any help thinking that way. Let's go to Brandon in the car. Brandon, you're on with Double M. Mark, thank you for taking my call. Right. Um, in regards to yelling things at golf tournaments, Masters, whatever, I do agree with you that the dilly-dilly thing is clearly they're just trying to avoid advertising being yelled. That being said, if you yell something that's negative or draws attention to yourself at any sporting event, your only purpose is to self-serve your ego. The, the oh, no, no, no. I, I, think, I think when you're in a sport where the fans have always been involved, it doesn't matter what you yell. I think that's fine. I agree. But if you get said, obscene or if you heckle to distraction a, an individual, I don't like that. But but with golf, it's always been different, hasn't it? And, and if they're banning Dilly Dilly because it's a Bud Light advertising slogan, I don't like that either. Uh, they should ban all yelling or just ban yelling that's obscene. But if you're going to let mashed potatoes get yelled, you should allow for Dilly Dilly. Let's go to Michael downtown. Michael, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Ask you, uh, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to ask you about Alex Moran on the Pirates. And First off, his like name's Colin Moran. Okay, so you don't even oh, okay, know the guy's sorry. name when you want to call to talk about him. Uh, you started off really stupid. Do you think you can regroup, or do you think you're going to just stay in the stupid zone, stupid? All right, we'll get ready. Cardinal World North Catholic. Oh, Cardinal World North Catholic. Gee, do you think you'll get a better date for the prom because you yelled out Cardinal World North Catholic on the air? I bet you don't. I bet you don't even go to the prom. I bet you sit at home with like a gallon of rumple mitts and drink yourself stupid, stupid. I'm not encouraging that. Everything in moderation, and if you're under 21, you shouldn't drink at all and never drink a drive. Oi. 412-333-9939. Hootie Johnson. That's the name I was thinking with. He was the chairman at Augusta from 98 through 2006. Oh, the controversy was a woman wanted to join, and they didn't want to let her in. I think a woman has since joined. But a woman didn't want to join. They didn't want to let her in. I think more accurately, they didn't want to be told what to do. And when advertisers threatened to pull out, because uh, there was no women members at Augusta. That was when they just decided, okay, we'll televise it ourselves with no advertising. Which actually, boy, that shows how much money those people have and how little they care about what anybody thinks. Condoleezza Rice joined in 2013, Augusta. wonder what her handicap is. 412-333-9939. Up next... A pleasure to welcome back to the program. He is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He is the goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But he, by himself, could not eat at Buca de Beppo. 
It's Matt Murray just around the corner here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. This is Evgeny Malkin, and you are listening to Mark Madden on 105.9 The X. Joining me now is a man who has more Stanley Cup rings than he does full seasons in the NHL from the Penguins. He is goaltender Matthew Murray. Uh, Matt, welcome back to the show. You returned from a concussion a couple weeks back, so the obvious question is, how do you feel right now, and is your game sharp like you want it to be? Yeah, I feel good. Um, I think it's, you know, it's never easy missing. Uh, I think I missed nine games or something like that, but um, it's not easy missing that much time, uh, especially towards the end of the season. But uh, I've had, uh, I think, maybe six or seven games since then uh, to try to get my feet back underneath me, and uh, I feel good about my game right now. I feel like I've been better and better uh, in the seven games that I've played, so... um, it's trending in the right direction. Uh, you've always been very honest about your level of play. So what are you doing well right now, and what might yet need an upgrade before the playoffs start? Well, I think the biggest challenge uh, in the playoffs is dealing with all the traffic. Um, I think the game tends to simplify this time of year. Um, teams start to do more, um, look for more you know, point shots with screens and tips, and uh, just going hard to the net. Um, stuff like that. So uh, I think to be successful at this time of year, you really have to compete through the traffic and uh, you know work on your positioning. So um, the puck may may have to hit you sometimes if you can't pick it up. But that's uh, that's something I need to uh, you know keep trending in the right direction. And um, I think, uh, like I said, that's that's the most important thing this time of year. Well, we've talked about that before, Matt. But refresh our memory if you could. Uh... You're a tall guy, not necessarily a wide guy. What's it take for you to deal with that traffic near the blue paint? Well, it's um, you know, it's not one thing or another. I don't think it's um, it's a bit of a skill. Um, you know, sometimes as a taller guy, you may be able to look over top of the screen or uh, over top of the guy in front of you. Other times, you may have to get get lower and maybe look between a guy's legs or um, around a guy or whatever it may be. It's, it all depends on, on the play and which way the puck's moving, which way the bodies are moving. So uh, there's not really a, a formula to it. You kind of have to um, you have to be fluid, you have to be loose, and, and you have to read the play and, and just do what you can to, to battle through and try to find that puck. Mike Buckley is the goalie coach. He's been working with you dating back to Wilkes-Barre. What's the process like with you two? working together. How do you work on uh, polishing your game and your style? Uh, yeah, we you know we go quite a ways back now. We have a really good relationship, so um, he knows kind of what makes me tick, and um, I trust I trust him 100%. And, uh, he's the one guy I listen to on, on everything, so uh, we have a really good relationship in that regard. So this time of year, it's not about you know, even at this point in my career, it's not about reinventing my game. It's about um, tweaking little things here and there, and um, trying to give yourself the best advantage. And a lot of that at this point is is mental more than physical. Yeah, I was just going to say that you stole my next question because this is your fourth pro season. But I would bet your style has barely changed in that time. It's just about refining, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You. you um, I think it would be difficult to. You know, to to change my style of play at this point in my career, it's something I've been working on my entire life, basically, uh, and you know, refining um, a little bit more each and every year. Uh, 
So to kind of go up and change everything would not be a great idea, I don't think. But obviously there's a million things you can do, uh, little things that can improve your game while still keeping your style because, uh, you know, playing your style is what's going to make you, give you the best chance to be successful. You, you never want to play uh, the type of way that, that you're not good at. So, like I said, it's about maintaining your style of play while, while still adding uh, any little thing that you can to give yourself an advantage. You guys won the last two Stanley Cups. Is there more pressure now to win a third, or is there less pressure because you've already won two? Um, I, I don't know, honestly. Um, pressure is a, is a funny thing, um, and I think every you know everybody handles pressure differently. Everybody looks at pressure differently, so... Um, I really don't see much of a difference. Um, game in, game out, year in, year out. Um, that's just the way I look at things. Is each each game, each shot, honestly, is is a chance to to reset and and to try to get better and and start over. So um, that's I don't know. That's kind of how I've always been and and how I tend to look at these things. I think if you put too much pressure on yourself and you start to tense up and you start to uh, maybe try a little bit too hard and um, that's obviously not going to help you either. So it's about trusting your teammates, trusting yourself, and um, just having fun out there. It's it's an amazing opportunity that we have in front of us, um, and it's it's one that you never know when when you might get another opportunity at it. So it's about um, just trying to soak it all in and um, feel like a kid out there and, and just have fun. We're talking to Penguins goalie Matthew Murray here on the home of the Penguins. 105.9 The X. Um, now that the regular season's just about over, what's it really been like without Marc-Andre Fleury as your partner in crime between the pipes for Pittsburgh? Uh, in one fell swoop, you lost a great safety net in Fleury, and suddenly you're the veteran goalie as well. That's really quite a change. Yeah, yeah, it was a change. Um, you know, I've been through similar situations in junior, um, but obviously you can't really compare junior to, to the NHL. Um, so, you know, it was, it was definitely different. It was a challenge. Um, like, like everything new that you go through that you haven't experienced before, it's going to be a challenge. So, um, you know, he was a real mentor to me too. So, um, not having him around every day to, to watch and learn from was, was difficult for me. Um, but something that, uh, you know, you get used to obviously. And, um, I wouldn't call myself a veteran goalie by any means. Like you said, I haven't even had two full seasons yet, but, um, you know, I played a lot more games this year and, uh, went through a lot of different challenges this year and feel like I've, this is for sure the year where I've grown the most, um, over one season, both, you know, as a person and as a hockey player. Do people forget you're 23? Because I do. It seems like you've been around forever because the last two seasons have just been so long and so eventful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, sometimes I do. Um, sometimes I feel a little bit older, but, you know, other times I, I feel like uh, like an 18-year-old kid just starting out too. So um, I definitely try to, um, to keep that youth, youthful exuberance, I guess you could say, and, and try to you know, I'll approach every game the same way I did my first NHL game with the same kind of excitement and enthusiasm while still, um, you know, taking what I've learned over the last couple of years and, and applying that to my game as well. Now, you lost your father, Jim, uh, not long after the new year. 
and, and took some time off. That's obviously still on your mind, I'm sure. How do you deal with that? Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't really know how to answer that question, to be honest. No, no problem. Let's move on. Uh, you guys play Columbus on Thursday. There's still a lot to play for with seeding and home ice. How big is that game, especially with Columbus on a roll right now? Yeah, it's a big game. You know, this time of year we're trying to, uh, you know, to put our game in the spot where we want it to be to get, uh, you know, again, to get better and better each time we step on the ice in preparation for those playoffs. So um, it's a big game, but, you know, at the same time we're focused on on our game and, and getting our game where we want it to be. Sid thinks it's good that you guys had to fight for a spot almost all the way to the end. What's your call there, Matt? What are the pros and cons of it having been relatively close for so long? Um, yeah, I think, you know, it was a bit of an up-and-down kind of year, but um, I think we're, we're a battle-tested group. So um, both in the last couple seasons and, and this season um, in particular. So going through adversity is, is going to happen to any team, to any individual. So, um, yeah, I think it uh, it definitely helps. We're a battle-tested group. So um, I also believe that when the playoff starts, it's, uh, you know, you're in reset mode and nothing else that happened beforehand really matters. Well, I agree wholeheartedly with you mentioning that you're battle-tested because do I think you guys could have won a couple more games this year? Probably. Do I think there are times you could have played a little bit better? Probably. But you're the only team in these playoffs that's won the last two cups. No one knows to expect what to expect like you guys do. Yeah, I think you know we're, we're going to draw on that for sure at times. Um, but again, at the same time, I think we need to go into it um, as if it was our you know our first time in the playoffs. Honestly, that's that's when you're at your best is when you're just kind of having fun out there. Um, like I said, that's that's the mindset I try to keep is to approach every game like I was a kid again and um, just kind of having fun with my teammates. And, uh, I think most of us, you know, try to uh, to get in that mindset because that's when you play at your best. Do you think about making history at all, or is that something to think about after the fact? Yeah, it's it's one game at a time for us. Um, so right now we're focused on um, Columbus tomorrow, uh, or sorry, the day after tomorrow. And um, like I said, we're, we're trying to get better each and every time we go on the ice, and we'll go from there. Matthew, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I really appreciate the uh, the uh, expertise, and uh, we'll see you at the rink on Friday. Sounds good. That's Matt Murray, Penguins goalie. Great to have him on. Great interview. Tremendous stuff. Like I said, you just need him to play a little better. And, and you like, let me tell you, if you're not convinced that he's the man for the job after hearing the things he just said about focus and fun and all the right things, then you just don't really know what you should have been hearing. I heard everything I wanted to hear from the Penguins goaltender. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Your thoughts on the Matthew Murray interview? Feel free to state what you think. Again, like I said to Matthew, could they have won a little bit more? Yeah. Could they have played a little bit better? Yeah. But they're the only team that has the advantage of having won the last two Stanley Cups and knowing better than anybody how it's done. Does that guarantee anything? No, it certainly does not. 
Does it mean they might have more up their sleeve than they've let you see lately? Definitely so. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute. Prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. Thanks to Matthew Murray, the Penguins goalie, for joining me. Always a pleasure to talk to Matt, top goalie and a top man. And I think he'll get the Penguins to where they want to go, at least as far as they can go. It's so hard to win a Stanley Cup. They'll have to win 12 straight best-of-seven playoff series to win the Cup. But uh, Matt Murray's already been a part of winning eight of those. Got some help from Flurry last year, some help from Jeff Zatkoff the year before. But uh, kid's 23 years old and a two-time Stanley Cup winning goalie. Quite an amazing resume to this point. I forget he's 23 quite often because he has the bearing of, of, of somebody much older, somebody who's played in the league much longer. Just the common resoluteness about him that bodes well not only for the short term as a goalie in which he's proven himself, but certainly the long term as a goaltender as well. Uh, 412-333-9939. Let's get some Penguin talk going. Penguins practice today. No Kessel, no Broussard. Here's something I, I wonder about. I'm not criticizing Phil or Sullivan. Just saying, you know, Kessel has that consecutive game streak of 690. He's clearly banged up. Do you play him just to preserve the streak? Or do you sit him? to let him have a bit of a blow before the playoffs. Now, you got to play him Thursday if he can go because it's at Columbus, the result matters, and it's all hands on deck. But then Friday, if that game's meaningless, I'd think about sitting Phil. But then again, I'm sure he wants to prolong that streak. That's a tough call. It really is. When a streak can be maintained just by playing, but can't be maintained any other way. And Phil's proud of that durability. I know he is. He should be. Curious to see how that plays out, what happens with Phil if that last game doesn't mean anything and if he's clearly playing banged up on Thursday night. That's assuming he plays. Penguins announced their team awards. Gino got MVP. Sid got player's player. Chris Letang, as we already knew, is the nominee for the Masterton Trophy, the award that goes annually to the NHL player that displays the most perseverance. Letang, of course, coming back from major neck surgery and uh, certainly rounding into form right now. So uh, those are the awards that matter most. There's a few others. We'll catch up with those at such time as I decide to care about them. That may actually never happen. We talked earlier about Ian Cole, about how people act like Ian Cole was special, a number five defenseman, but he's special. Okay, what about Trevor Daly and Ron Hainsey? If the Penguins don't win the Cup this year, maybe it's because they're gone. Or Flurry, don't boil it down to Ian Cole on the PK. I, I, I think, I, I always hate to, it comes off like I'm ripping Ian Cole. I'm not. I just, I mean, I've covered the team for how long? I've been going since I was six years old. 
Do you have any idea how many number five defensemen I've seen come and go? And this is the first one I can tell you with all certainty. Having been going to games since 1967, this is the first time a number five defenseman has departed and had this kind of fuss, any fuss, made over his departure. He's not Bobby Orr. He's not even Olimata. If they don't win the cup, it won't be because he isn't on the team. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. We had Chris Jericho on earlier. Don't forget his band Fozzie appears tonight at Jurgles in Warrendale. They're a real good band. Go on YouTube right now. Check out their song Judas. And tell me that's not a great band and you don't want to go see him if you're into heavy rock. Uh, but I got to get this wrestling note in. Oh, the new single, Painless, also very good, but I'm very familiar with Judas. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, got to get this note in from Raw last night. As you may or may not know, WWE has signed Ronda Rousey, who is being billed by them as the baddest woman on the planet even though she got her ass kicked the last two times she fought in UFC, in the octagon. Got her ass whipped, demolished, and then just rolled up and disappeared. So I'm not sure you're the baddest woman on the planet, but so the mixed tag match for WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey's first match, is Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, the good guys, against Triple H and Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon, who runs the company, they're the bad guys. And obviously it's going to be mostly Trips and, and Kurt doing most of the work, and then the, the women will come in for a few carefully crafted and planned spots. Well, last night on Raw, Stephanie McMahon put Ronda Rousey through a table. Like, caught her by surprise and put her through a table. Okay, I, I don't get that. Not real believable. Put her through a table and left her laying. The trust fund princess beat the crap out of maybe the toughest woman ever. I know it's only wrestling, but don't jam it being fake up my backside. That I didn't like. 412-333-9939. The dream scenario for the Penguins, for me is they win Thursday and play the Flyers in the first round. The best chance for the Penguins to win the Cup would be to have a relatively short first-round series, five games maybe. That could happen against the Flyers. They're not going to, well, they could beat Columbus in five. They wouldn't beat Washington in five. I think they'd win, but it'd be six or seven, and you don't want that in the first round if you can avoid it. The best bet after all these series, these last two years, all those playoff games, the extra games, all that fatigue would be to get a shorter first-round series. You can't count on that ever because the first round is always the hardest because it's a different approach, a different outlook, a different mentality, a different everything. It's different hockey. But uh, if they beat Columbus, I think Columbus will drop below the Flyers and the Penguins will play the Flyers in the first round. If the Penguins lose, I think they're going to drop to fourth themselves and play Washington in the first round. So this game Thursday, it's 
if you consider home ice important, it's very important. If you consider matchups important, it's very important. But it's just a regular season game. It's all it is, but with repercussions. But you're talking about the two-time Stanley Cup champions, so I'm not sure they care who they play. In fact, I'm sure they don't care who they play. I'm not, and I'm relatively certain they don't care where they play, although the disparity between home ice, the record at home, and the record away for the Penguins this year is huge. Absolutely huge. We talked to Stan Saffron before. A big debate is going to be who Kessel should play with in the playoffs, whether it's Broussard or Malkin. I think having traded Cole for Broussard, they're married to Kessel with Broussard by way of putting the stars on three separate lines. But a good point was made by Stan and has been made uh, many times by many on this program. If uh, Sullivan switches lines a lot, and because he does it so much, and this is good coaching, he switches lines so much that everybody's comfortable playing with everybody. And when he switches lines, there's a degree of familiarity, no matter who goes with who, and it doesn't seem like a panic move because you're almost always doing it. So I think Sully's done a great job switching the lines around. I would play Kessel with Malkin, but if he doesn't and he plays with Broussard and it doesn't work, that in no way, shape, or form is a permanent move or even feels like a permanent move. I'm starting to get optimistic about the Penguins. How can you not? That's my question. How can you not? All you pissants on Twitter and that call this show trying to imagine ways they're vulnerable. Oh, here's a development. Jack Johnson, Sidney Crosby's buddy who plays for Columbus. He's been a healthy scratch the last five games. But Marcus Nutavera, who, by the way, sounds like something you'd spread on your bread in Svenska or Denmark or someplace like that. Some new Tavada. Have some new Tavada. He's going to be out for the game Thursday. So Jack Johnson, excuse me, he's going to be out for the game tonight against Detroit. So Jack Johnson will be back in the lineup tonight. I'd rather play against Marcus Nutavara than Jack Johnson. You know, sometimes a guy will be out of the lineup, but then he comes back at just the right time, and maybe that's how it is with Matt Hunwick now returning to the lineup for the Penguins. Time now to ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9DX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Yeah? Hi, Mark. Big fan. It's double M. Let me hear you woo. Hi, woo. Well, then you ain't talking, bitch. DX at 105.9. Here's some bad timing. I'm going up to see Fozzie tonight at Warrendale at Jurgles. I was going to stop for dinner at Ditka's in Wexford on the way there, but it closed like Sunday for good. The one in Robinson's still open, and I, I still will continue to go there, but that's in the opposite direction. How can that place close? That That's like a great place. Time not to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chipino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. The city's best seafood and chop house is located in the Strip. It's the home of the Super Genius Burger, so check out Chapino. Let's go to uh, Steve in the car. Steve, 
You're on the Mark Madden Show. Ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. Uh, if you had to eat uh, one uh, snack chip or potato chip, one flavor the rest of your life, which flavor you go with? Salt and vinegar. How about you? Uh, probably uh, white cheddar popcorn. Well, that's not a potato chip. Well, then regular Doritos. That's not a potato chip, you idiot. Uh. Thanks for the call. <laughs> if you had to pick one flavor of potato chip to eat the rest of your life, but it wasn't a potato chip, what would it be? Leaves the line open, 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Kevin in Cannonsburg. Kevin, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Ask Mark anything. Mark, hey, I took your advice. I went to Guardians of the Rock Vault in Vegas, and Chris Jericho actually did a appearance and sang some ACD. You mean raiding the Rock Vault? Raiding the Rock Vault, I'm sorry, yes. When was that? Uh, Mid-March. And Jericho was a guest. He came in at the end, and he sang a couple ACD songs and a couple other songs, and it was fantastic. He's a good singer, no doubt about that. Did you get a chance to go when you were out there? Not this past trip. I've seen Raiding the Rock Vault literally like six or seven times, so I skipped it this trip. Let's go to Brian and Squirrel Hill. Brian, ask Mark anything. Which one do you like more, Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? I've never watched even one episode of Game of Thrones. All right. So I'm going to pick Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad's the best TV show in history. That and The Sopranos, the two best TV shows in history. And The Sopranos slowed down at the end. I don't think Breaking Bad did. In fact, I think the last three or four episodes of Breaking Bad were the peak of the show. Let's go to Nate in the car. Nate, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, uh, just curious. Do you know if Giant Eagle pulled out of advertising with the Bucks? Uh, why would you ask that? I don't know, but why would you ask that? Well, I haven't heard any of their commercials during the games, and I, I looked at PNC Park. I didn't see any of their uh, uh, logos or anything. Well, if you haven't heard any of their commercials during the games, and if you don't see any of their logos on display at the park, maybe you've answered your own question. Well, that was a, that'd be a lot of money lost. Now, did you see any? Us. Did you see any logos, or did you hear any ads for other supermarkets? I did not. No. Then again, what other supermarkets are there? I, mean, I guess there's Coons, Shop and Save. Yeah, actually, Shop and Save. Supermarket. If, if the Pirates were a supermarket, they'd be Shop and Save. Let's go to Dan in Upper St. Clair, Dan. Ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. You were talking about Buca de Beppo earlier. Uh, they they uh, offer takeout and uh, delivery services. Do you ever use Uber Eats or uh, Grubhub or anything? I've used Grubhub, but I'm not going to play their game. If, if, if Buca de Beppo won't seat me as a single person and serve me a single portion of food, I'm not going to play their game. I'll go to some other Italian joint. What else is as good? As good as Buca de Beppo? Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I think Monticello's you know, in, in North Hills on, on Babcock's as good as Buca de Beppo. Buca de uh, Beppo's a chain, bro. Then again, so yeah. is Monticello. Uh, a local chain, but a chain nonetheless. I, I, I'm just not, I mean, you think Buca de Beppo's that good? Well, I mean, in the city, it's, you know, as far as Italian in town. I agree. There aren't many Italian restaurants in town that are any good. Alla Familia up about Washington, which and I haven't had their food in ages and never been there. I have gotten takeout from there, which 
Makes me a Buki de Beppo hypocrite. Let's go to uh, the mayor in Scott Township. Mayor, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I was uh, wondering, um, what wrestling stable would you take to Buka de Beppo for an Italian meal? Would it be the Heavenly Bodies, Midnight Express, or the Fabulous Freebirds? I wouldn't take Cornette across the street unless I thought there was a chance I could hit by a train. So eliminate the Heavenly Bodies and the Midnight Express. I'd probably take the NWO, the the the, the, the uh, Outsiders. How's that, Holland Nash? Uh, that's that's fine. I would go with the uh, fabulous Freebirds. No, they want happen. no part of you. Thank you for the call. Either either the Outsiders or the Four Horsemen. To Buca to Beppo. We wouldn't go to Buca to Beppo. Let's go to Dave and Carnegie. Dave, ask Mark anything. If you could worship any deity until the end of time. Which would it be, if any? Who's to say I don't? That I haven't already made my choice. I'm, I'm just curious if you could weigh in on that matter, sir. No, I don't think I, I can. I, I, I just don't. I'm not. I'm not for organized religion. Like John Lydon once said on this very program, all religion does is get between me and my God. So you do worship a personal God, or at least feel like there's one. How many times do I have to answer no to the question? All right. That's the call. Have a good one. Let's go to Ryan and Cranberry. Ryan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, are there any movies coming out that have your interest that might get you out to the theater? Yeah, uh, Chappaquiddick, uh, Super Troopers 2, and then I think uh, this summer the fourth Purge comes out. Oh, not any interest in seeing Blockers when it comes out with uh, John Cena? Doesn't that seem incredibly juvenile based on the commercials? Even more juvenile than you'd expect with with uh, the movie of that title? I, I think it might have some hope. I think it might suck. Let's go to uh, Patience in Green Tree. Patience, ask Mark anything. Uh, hey, Mark, what's your favorite, uh, whether it's regular restaurant or fast food restaurant that's uh, no longer around? What was it? Mine was uh, Arthur Treacher's. Oh, I liked Arthur Treacher's. That's like Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. That's a good call. Uh, now, when you, say not, when you say not around, you mean not around here or not around, period? I guess I should say not around Pittsburgh because I usually I don't really typically like fast food except that I loved Arthur Treacher's and I loved Roy Rogers. I'll tell, I'll tell, I you, what I, I'll tell you what I really miss. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. miss rallies. Oh, I never had rallies. Okay. Rallies hamburgers were unbelievable. Are there any Roy Rogers left? I looked. Uh, there's some in Ohio and some down uh, down west, like in the western. Isn't states. Hardee's pretty much like Roy Rogers, though? And if you want roast beef, won't you go to Arby's anyway? Uh, see, I don't know. It's just a different flavor. I remember with uh, Roy Rogers. I but, miss I miss Rax. How about Rax? Uh, Rax was good. I remember that one in Scott Township. Yep. Yep. Well, that now we've reminisced about stuff where I gained about ninety pounds eating all that crap. Let's go to Dave and Finley, Dave. Ask Mark anything. I wanted to ask you what your favorite Motley Crue album is. Uh, Shout at the Devil. No doubt. Absolutely. Oh, no, there's some doubt. I mean, the first one is so raw, it's great. That's number two. And then Dr. Feelgood is so polished with, with great songs. But if you made me pick one, I would pick Shout at the Devil. That's my favorite Motley song as well, Shout at the Devil. Let's go to Nick in the truck. Nick, ask Mark anything. Mark, I saw a trailer for the new Karate Kid movie. 
Did you see that? No, it, it's a series. It's it's called Cobra oh. Kai, correct? Is that what it is? Okay, I thought it was a movie. No, it's it's oh. it's a series on YouTube. Okay, what do you think? I think it'll be the greatest <laughs> series in the history of television, even though it's not really on television. Fozzie <laughs> tonight, Jurgles in Warrendale. If you see me, leave me alone. And tomorrow, Liverpool, Manchester City. Oh, my God. 105.90X.